You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is ESPN Radio's Barton Hahn Podcast. I'm always honest about Thursday Night Football. There's been plenty of the Thursday Night Football matchups that, frankly, have stunk. Stunk. Tonight is not that. Tonight, Amazon has hit the lottery because I'm telling you, there is so much to play for for both of these teams that we get Thursday Night Football Jags versus Jets, 8.15 p.m. Eastern on Amazon, and it is must-see TV. Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Peter Burns, Jason Fitz, in for the guys. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed at Peter Burns ESPN at Jason Fitz. That's where you get in on this. You can also call us, 888-ESPN-888. 8-7-2-9-3-7-7-6. Uh, somebody had a, an, an issue. Brett in Florida didn't like what we were saying about the Jets earlier. Brett, thanks for calling the show, man. What you got? Hey, how you doing? How you doing there? Hey, not so much of a Jets fan, but, you know, just the idea. I hear this from you guys every once in a while. You know, you say you don't have a chance and you should tank and you, you know, play for the play. I mean, if you're alive, you're alive. You should be playing. And if you have a chance, you have a chance. You know, it's all about winning. You know, I'm glad Plunk, I'm glad I'm glad Jim Plunkett didn't listen to you guys. You know, uh, okay, and that's that's you, such you don't, a. Don't no, I'm gonna, I'm going to chime in on that because I'm a lifelong diehard Raiders fan. So <laughs> you're you're coming at the 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 one like yes, there are wild card teams that somehow find their way to the Super Bowl. It happens all the time. And I'm Joe not Flacco, taking, 2012 wild card squad. Yes, there's also though, a lot of those teams are really good football teams that things didn't break right for, or really mm. good football teams that are playing their best football at the end. of of the year, or teams that had injury issues that didn't come together. There's a difference between that and an, a losing record Seahawks team winning one game at home in the playoffs and then getting thrashed. Like, I know they won a playoff game, and I know how cool the playoffs are, but there's, a, like, as a lifelong diehard Raiders fan, I watched a playoff game last year. How does that help me this year? It doesn't, because the Raiders had a bunch of, of warts that were masked last year with remarkable endings, and this year, those have gone the opposite way. So, like, you know, the, the, the question is, immediate gratification or sustained success and that's where the conversation of trying to figure out like I understand a wild card team like Plunkett can go in and get it done that is the exception not the rule and we're also talking about teams they're not playing as well as the Raiders were playing in 1980 when that happened let me ask you Fitz where not not who wins tonight between Jacksonville and the Jets but who are you pulling for as far as far as the storyline, because to me it's not even close. Like to me, I want to see Trevor Lawrence. I want to see what what he he's made of these last three weeks. Man, it, it all of a sudden it seems like you know you got the 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 worm that's turned into the butterfly. It's gone into the cocoon, and all of a sudden this is like, hey, this is the bill of goods I was sold. Right when when he came out with the Vidal Sassoon hair, I was like, Trevor Lawrence going to be a game changer of the NFL. I cannot wait. Okay, and then and and I'm like. After a year and after the Urban Meyer situation, I'm like, eh, but this is what I want to see, right? I've already seen that butterfly in, in Joe Burrow in, in, in the metamorphosis that they've had. I don't know why I'm doing so much science right now no, on ESPN Radio. I'm just not getting it down. But to me, that's what I want to see happen. I, like, I have no dog in the fight. I don't, I'm not a Jags fan. I'm not a Jets fan by any means. 
But like I feel like what Jacksonville can build at the quarterback position makes me wonder and pull for Jacksonville coming up later tonight. Right. I think if I were just sitting back uh, looking at the stories overall, I love it when the Jets are good because Jets fans get fired up, right? Like, so there's there's a part of me that's like Nick fans, right? Right. Hundred percent. So like the Jets going out and winning is a fun story for that reason, but it is impossible for me in these situations not root for the combination of Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. I mean, like Doug Peterson is somebody that uh, you know has accomplished incredible things, and then also a franchise gave up on him, right? And so now he comes in and makes this offense competent, and not just competent, but you know really amazing out of the gates. So, like, I, I think when you start looking at sustainability, the thing that, you know, I want every fan base to have a, a better life than I do as a Raiders fan, right? And sustainability and competitiveness comes one of two ways. You either have to have a great roster top to bottom, and I think the Jets are really building towards that, frankly, or you have to have a landmark, oh, my God, that's the guy, he's the dude, holy cow quarterback. And mm-hmm. I think Trevor Lawrence can be that. So, for me, in my mind, seeing a quarterback rise to prominence, just then you know, if you hit on quarterback, quarterback in the draft. The reason everybody drafts him. If you hit on him, for 15 years you got your guy. I want Trevor Lawrence to become sure. that guy for the next 15 years for the Jacks. Well, and then more importantly, you have him on that first rookie deal, which what, four or five years you have an opportunity to, and, and that's why it's so important for the Jags. You go back and look at their cap space right now, they're, they're actually over for for next year. Like on, on one side of it, you've got the Chicago Bears that have legitimately, I think, $120 million. Like they have saved every single uh, penny and every single nickel in the cap waiting for next year. And I think now that they learned that they have that guy in Justin Fields, for the Jags right now, there's going to have to be tough decisions that are going to be made. And you know what? One of those decisions are not going to have to be made. It's the quarterback position, right? That's huge for it. And that's what the Jets are trying to find out right now coming up later tonight. The worst case scenario fits. The worst case scenario is that the Jets go out there, Zach Wilson plays good, but not good enough to win. Right? Because then all of a sudden you're sitting there going, what did we learn? Like, you know, he threw for a bunch of yards, two touchdowns, one interception last week. He played pretty good this week. Like, you want feast or famine. Like, you don't want anything on the 1 to 10 scale from about 5 to 8 right now. You want a 9 or a 10 tonight on, on, on Thursday Night Football, or you want a 1, 2, 3, or 4. That's what you need to have as a Jets fan tonight. He's Peter Burns. I'm Jason Fitz. So, uh, as you look at the numbers on the quarterbacks, and we talked earlier about how I think Trevor Lawrence would be viewed wildly differently if he was in one of those big scrutiny markets, if he was the quarterback of the Cowboys, the quarterback of the Jets, the Giants, right? This is an interesting note from our stats and info group, and I'm going to break this down in a way hopefully everybody can follow along. Hold on, hold on. Stat packet. Stat packet. Yeah, you ready for this? Yeah. Weeks one through eight, his completion percentage, 26th, not good. His touchdown-to-interception ratio, 18th, not particularly good. His QBR, 21st, eh. His interception percentage, 20th. His off-target percentage, the number of bad throws, 24th. Those are all bad numbers, weeks one through eight, as he was learning a new offense with Doug Peterson. Since week nine, his completion percentage in the NFL, first. His touchdown-to-interception ratio, third. His QBR and interception percentage, both fourth, and his off-target percentage, sixth. I say that because what has to happen sometimes, like, it's got to click. There's got to be a click between your offense 
your offensive coordinator, all the guys starting to understand the scheme, the quarterback in that system. We all know that Trevor Lawrence is a smart, capable, physically gifted quarterback. And the first year of his career didn't necessarily go the way anyone wanted to wanted it to form. But the first eight weeks of this season weren't going that way. Since week nine, they have done exactly what Jets fans have been praying to do. They mm. definitively answered, our guy is our guy. He's going to be our guy, and he's going to be great. Like, if you're a Jags fan, you can check quarterback off the list. Now you don't just think. Now you know, and you've seen it since week nine. Even more so, fits what's important for Trevor Lawrence to build this the, this reputation that he's, he's getting in year two is the fact that he didn't have that success, not in just year one, but the early part of the year, which means is that, you know what, There's you see a lot of quarterbacks that have success, and all of a sudden, okay, there's enough game film on them. There's enough tendencies. There's enough defensive control analysts, like 9,000 of them that will study film and said, okay, now we've seen enough of this guy. Here's how we break him down. Trevor Lawrence is getting better. That's that's the scary part about it. The more tape that teams are getting on Trevor Lawrence, it's not mattering because he, he, he's growing at a pace that's faster than what the tape shows of what his inefficiencies are right now. And that's the reason why I'm sitting there. If I'm a Jags fan, I want to see... I want to see the success because it's been a damn while that they've had it. Jets fans are just used to this. And and you mentioned earlier sort of what teams are playing for and the vibe and the chemistry and losing the locker room even when talking about Russ. Um, There are certain times that I think you win the locker room. And not just for Trevor Lawrence, but for Doug Peterson. If you're Doug Peterson, whatever you've been preaching, hey, this is all going to come together, it's going to click. Now that it is coming together, now that it does click, it changes the way everybody sees all of it. This is what Trevor Lawrence had to say about this team's resilience at his press conference. You look back at kind of like the Raiders game, you know, being down and coming back and winning that game. That that specifically, I'd say, you kind of start to see it happen with everyone. Everyone's got each other's back. There's no panic. So then you have that confidence moving forward. Yeah, I had to mention the Raiders game, but he's not wrong. Like it was a turning point. They were down by seventeen, and everybody the the Jags stayed calm, cool, and collected, and they out executed at the end of that game. And they came back and won a game that will destroy my season, but I think really birthed their belief in each other. But on the flip side of it, has Zach Wilson already crossed that Rubicon to where? Hey, Elijah Moore is not getting back on this uh, on this bandwagon. This 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 locker room, as much as they want to find out. Are they going to bat for him? Or is he that guy? Jordan Poyer was on with uh, Canty and Carlin, the Bills' safety, and I thought he had something really interesting to talk about, kind of the Jets' vibe right now uh, uh, when Mike White was over at QB. Take a listen. I think that whole team, they play with a lot more energy at a lot higher level when Mike is back there. He, he plays with confidence, whether he's you know throwing for 400 yards or he throws two or three picks in a game. You know, He still comes back and continues to play with confidence. That's not taking anything away from Zach. I think Zach's a good young quarterback that's got some lessons that he's got to learn. But at the same time, I think that team, they did they did feed off Mike White's energy. And, you know, hell, I got a lot of respect for him being able to take some of the shots that he took in that game and then be able to come back and fight for his team. So he's definitely got my respect. They fed off each other a lot more. They play with a lot more energy. And they played at a higher level. Fitzy, that tells you everything, doesn't it? When, when, you, when you have somebody else, an opposing player, look at that and you can look at the sideline and just sit there and go, wait a minute. They got they got some swagger. They got some moxie with this other guy. Oh, Zach's coming in. All right, we we good. Ed. 
you it, can't you, you can't fake that either, right? No. Like some guys just culture changers. There are, and I don't care what we're talking about. I don't care if you're talking about a desk job. I don't care if you're talking about a radio job. I don't care if you're talking about a, a football team. There are certain guys that walk in, and the minute they walk in, they are energy boosts, right? Like they just make you feel more alive the minute they walk in, the minute they start their their job, right? And and you can't fake that. That is part of the leadership skills of certain guys. Not everybody is an energy booster, but when you see one and you have one at the quarterback position, it can change everything for the way a team approaches all of it. Okay, with that being said, who's are the, those guys right now? Bur- Burrow's on that list. Mahomes is on that list. Is Brady still on that list? Oh, that's a good question because I think Brady. I don't know. I don't think. I, I, I don't think he brings a positive energy to it. I think there's a there's a, almost like a toxicity to part of what we see him do on the sidelines and yeah. a fear in the way that certain guys like when you even some of the coaches when we start talking about some of the coaches and you know looking at the college game like you see like love or hate what he does as a coach I'm not even here for that right now Harbaugh for example is a guy that just like seems to bring an energy to his team like he's an energy bringer there are certain coaches on the sideline that you see them and you're like okay certain quarterbacks on the sideline that you see him and say. Okay, that's an energy. Rich Gannon, for me as a Raiders fan, was an energy guy, right? Like, mm-hmm. Rich may have not been the most talented quarterback in history, but he, he knew how to get everybody fired up the right way. When you've got an energy guy, Mahomes, like, there's a different vibe. Yeah. You see players jumping around Mahomes with everything he does. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins yeah. is an energy guy. Like, certain guys have that. They, they lift up the way you feel about everything when it's going down. And so I look at this, and I think of some of the different quarterbacks and some and some of the guys that we have different feelings for right now. Tua's one of those guys in Miami. Is is Tua Tua's not an energy guy? No. I, I don't. I don't. I don't feel that out of Tua. Now, I, do I? That doesn't make him a bad quarterback, no. but that makes you build your team differently than knowing that you have that alpha. Same thing with Dak Prescott right now, right? Like I, I, I feel like Dak's kind of that guy, but that's why this week is so big against the Eagles. Like I want to see Dak Prescott get to this point. There's no other athlete that I covered in 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 actually all of sports. Okay. In, in 20 years of doing this, that I pull for more just as a human being than Dak Prescott. Watching him and what he went through over in Starkville, going, watching him go to Dan Mullen and says, I want to come back, but I want, I want to learn how to be an NFL quarterback, not a college quarterback. And to see him battle back from the injury, and yet I sit there with like braided, you know, breath, just like, come on, Dak. Come, like, this needs to be the one. And he's almost so quiet and assuming that you get leadership, but not in that way that that I pull for Dak, right? Like, I'd love to, and, and this stinks, I'd love to see Dak on a different team. I know that's not going to happen, but I, I feel like just where he could be at from his leadership standpoint and what he has to battle up against with that Cowboys would be completely different. Yeah, and by the way, you say it's not going to happen. I, I don't rule anything out. Like, quarterbacks now, uh, I mean, we've seen significant trades and, and look at no farther than Stafford and Golf. a trade that, by the way, paid immediate dividends for the Rams and now maybe paying long-term dividends for the Lions who feel like they've got their guy. And, you know, it, it's, it's wild to think about quarterback changes we've seen, like, and the difference between positive energy, like Spark plug and toxicity like I mean do any of us really think that Kyler Murray is the guy that when he walks in the locker room everybody gets juiced to like like yeah let's 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 go you know like there's a different there's a different vibe to that you know who who gives that juice Gardner Minshew no 100% right 
I mean, again, that that that, and that's why the Eagles have found themselves, and that that's the difference in a good front office. And the Eagles didn't have the greatest of runs for many years, but the fact that now that you hit on a quarterback that the team loves, you have a backup quarterback that I think everybody's ready to go to war for in in Gardner Minshew, and like that, there's some part of camaraderie that is still part of the NFL solution and the formula to success. And I think that the Eagles have that right now. And that's why everybody's been waiting for this team to fail. I don't feel like this team's going to fail right now. But this is interesting. He's Peter Burns. I'm Jason Fitz. We're on Barton Hunt on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. When we talk about energy, it has to be matched with a level of skill. Right, like if you are an energy sure. guy, that that is uh, like there's a difference because if you're I'm an energy guy, I don't have skill. If you're an energy like, guy, it doesn't that, work. Like if, if you're an energy guy that can't play, now you're a circus clown and nobody takes you seriously. Right, like now you're just now now you're wasting everybody's time, and that's where the the, the line is because Baker Mayfield certainly was out there being an energy guy, but the play didn't back up the energy. Right, and so even Gardner Minshew, who's an energy guy, and a lot of people love his talent level, just hasn't taken him to the point where that energy can matter the way it needs to. Zach Wilson, I don't know. Like, if he ever discovers that energy, he's still going to have to be a better quarterback behind it, right? So it's a fine line. And and then there's this weird spot, like we mentioned, the toxicity that you feel sometimes from Brady's energy. I would argue that Aaron Rodgers feels the same way sometimes. So, like, it's weird that the, it's almost like, to use a Star Wars analogy, like the dark side of the force, once it creeps in, it's hard to push that down. Like, so the energy line on it is really difficult to find for a lot of these quarterbacks. The question is on those guys at the tail end of their career and talking about Brady and Rodgers, are they going to, do they change, right? Or have they already, uh, uh, like, you know, gotten to such a level and they're so set in their ways they're not going to change? I don't think Brady's going to change. I don't think Aaron Rodgers one day going to wake up and go, you know what, I probably need to work a little bit more with my wide receivers. I probably need to work a little bit more with the front office and say, guys, let's get together. Like, they are, they've already accomplished it. They're going to do it my way or the highway. They're Frank Sinatra at this point, right? And and also, that's the reason why the Packers are no longer ever going to be a factor while Aaron Rodgers is going to be a quarterback. They've got to have good quarterback play, but as a team, he's not going to change. And that's why Tom Brady needs to have it as his last year right now. I mean, again, he's going to be 46. Do you think Tom Brady's going to go in there? Like, come on, guys. Let's go. Let's let's get six wins this year. It's not the case. People got on the Bucks bandwagon. They got on Tom Brady because it was a play with the legend, and they could go out there and look at a, a gravy training, a Super Bowl, which they did, which was awesome to watch. But that ship has sailed, and you're not going to have guys that are going to come back and go play for Brady. Uh, you're, you're not wrong about that. Uh, Vinny in Staten Island chiming in on the show. You got, Everybody can chime in. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Let's go to Vinny. Vinny, what you got, man? Thanks for calling. Thank you guys for having me. I just want to put an end to this Mike White stuff. This guy is 2-4 and four in his career, can't finish games, Ten interceptions in six career games, and everybody's making him out to be the next Joe Montana. He's not—he's a career backup for a reason. He—he he can't get out of his own way. He gets hit too much. He's not good. You got to just watch the both quarterbacks. Zach Wilson—it's not even—it's not even close. He just has to learn, and he needs the right coaching around him, just like Daniel Jones got this year, and just like Trevor Lawrence got this year. I mean, he's Mike White is just. Everybody's praising this guy, and he's not winning. Uh, Vinny, thanks for the call, man. Uh, You know who's praising him, though? His teammates. 
And, and, and that's something to it. And listen, quarterback stats that they are what they are, especially when you're talking about wins. But at the end of the day, right now, I don't think you, Fitz, I don't think you're saying that Mike White is the answer going forward. Is that the end all be all for the Jets at the at QB one position? I, I would be if I was you? a Jets fan, I would be livid if they went into next season with Mike White as their starting quarterback. Let's be very clear about that. This isn't Mike White versus Derek Carr the argument. This is Mike White versus Zach Wilson the argument. And you know, I, I hear the the losing record, which by the the way, I, I, like wins and losses are not a quarterback stat. I just at the end of the day, they just aren't. Like a quarterback can play lights out and lose a game, and that that's just the way it goes. It's a team game. But he was efficient against uh, Chicago in a big win, 22-28, 3-15, three touchdowns, no picks. After that, he's got a loss to Minnesota where it was 31-57. of 57. They had him throw 57 <laughs> times. Like that speaks to bad coaching right there with your quarterback in that situation. And then a gutsy loss in terrible weather uh, to the Bills where he's 27 of 44. So you're talking about somebody that they put a lot, for somebody that is a career backup, they certainly didn't help him not have to win those football games. Like I think coaching is part of the problem. I don't think Mike White's bad. I just don't think he's good. But right now, if I was drafting a team and I had to pick between Mike White and Zach Wilson as my quarterback, if that was my only option, mm. number one, I'm going to be employed at the end of the, unemployed at the end of the year because my team's going to suck. But number two, I'm certainly not taking Zach Wilson in that equation. With that being said, though, it leads to an interesting situation. That all of a sudden, if you throw out Zach Wilson and he just he, he tanks, he's not going to be that guy. Locker room loves Mike White, but then all of a sudden you keep him on there, you resign him and get him into a deal. Is he your starting QB one, or you go out there and draft a quarterback? Because then that can lead to an awkward situation if all of a sudden you're at the top of this draft, or, or you got better draft picks, and then a quarterback somehow falls to you. What's that relationship going to be like if part of the guys want to go with Mike White, and yet you got a, a talented QB that you're trying to mold? Yeah, and it's weird because right now, if the draft were today, the Jets would have the 17th pick, which, I'll say again, would get you the fourth best pick in this year's draft at the quarterback position. Likely, according to most mocks, it would get you Anthony Richardson. So I don't know how many of you guys have watched a lot of Anthony Richardson at Florida play quarterback, but I was stunned he decided to come out. I was was stunned he didn't take another year, a guy that had wild swings of ups and downs, and that I think if he's going to have any shot at being a successful NFL quarterback, you tell me if you agree. I think if he's going to have any shot, he's going to need years to develop. He's a guy that— It ain't a market like New York either. Yeah, 100%. Like— he, he, Absolutely not. Because I saw Anthony Richardson firsthand, and he even talked about that, how he would get into his own mind, and you're going to put him into the largest media market where they were just absolutely rip you to shreds? No. Absolutely 1,000% no. So now the question is going to be Mike White or Daniel Jones? Like, I, I mean, that's, that's where we are. Like, when you start looking at the quarterbacks that could be available, uh, I, I mean, Devin, producer extraordinaire Giants fan, looks at me with, with tremendous hate in his eyes. But, like, when you talk about the list of quarterbacks that could be available uh, for the Jets this time next year, I, I don't know that there's a great option. We'll keep breaking down the options. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount. All you got to do is combine your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Has NIL gotten out of control in college football? One massive superstar coach thinks so. Do we agree? We'll figure it out next. Barton Hunt on ESPN Radio. He's Peter Burns. I'm Jason Fitz, also on the ESPN app.
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Bart and Han. It's Bart and Han on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Hey, girl. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Peter Burns, Jason Fitz. All right, that's about as much. Uh, that's about as much. Yeah, it wasn't working for me. I mean, yeah. that, that, that was that was that good, Burnsy? We, we feel uh, good. Uh, it wasn't like like slow jams, like 11 p.m. <laughs> I'm I'm less slow jams and more Delilah. Like I'm the male Delilah, just like call in with your love story. All right, uh, now that I've made all of America uncomfortable and mostly Devin, like the, the, the fun. I think my goal today has been to get whoever's producing each of the shows I've been doing to just decide they they no longer want to do it and just leave during the middle you, of the yeah. show. You've achieved it. No, thank you so much. Uh, I, I tried. Peter Burns, Jason Fitz, in for the guys. Uh, you guys can hang out with us. Triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Yesterday was National Signing Day, and it leaves early signing day, and it leaves a lot of questions about name, image, likeness. Now. Uh, Peter, I think it's important to say a couple of things here. Name, image, likeness, yet again, I will remind everybody, is not the simplicity of a school simply cutting a check to a player to play football. That is not the way that works. Uh, we have to clarify that difference because that's a more complicated in theory. issue. In theory. Right. 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 Pay for play is, right, uh, That's in theory, that's not what's happening here. But now that we've gone through yet another signing day and we hear more reaction from coaches that are calling out uh, the process, it raises real questions. One of those coaches that had something to say was uh, one of our former colleagues and just a great human being. By the way, Mac Brown, University of North Carolina football coach, uh, he was at his press conference and he talked about his superstar quarterback, Drake May, and the offers that he received. Drake got offered a lot of money to, to go to different schools, and it's, it's tampering. It's 100% tampering, but he got offered the money. He decided to stay. Who were some of the schools that offered Drake May money? Um, I can't say that, and, and don't ask Drake. He, he's a young guy, and that's uncomfortable for him. Um, uh, you know who they are. Just look, look at all the ones that are getting the top recruits. They're the ones paying all the top money, so just you, you can figure that out. Take two of those ten, and, and you're right. You got it. 
I mean, I understand Mac Brown not saying anything. I also really respect the fact that Mac asked to not throw Drake May under the bus. But for anyone that doesn't watch a lot of college football, Drake May came in this year and was absolutely sensational Baller. for North Carolina. Baller. He is just, uh, yet yet again, he's one of those guys that immediately you're looking at saying, how soon can he be drafted? He looked great. But this does speak to this part of the conversation, Peter. Peter is like, we look at sort of what that looks like for an name image likeness. Here's the thing, and I love Mac Brown. Listen, you're probably going to a bad place if you don't like Mac Brown, right? Anybody who's had a chance like to cover his career, to work with them, we've done it over here at ESPN, one of the nicest guys. So, but I do have a problem with what Mac said, because at some point, why are you going to bring it up and then say, well, wait a minute, but don't ask Drake about it. Like, Then don't bring it up. If you've got a problem with it, name names. Right there, like bring them out, bring them out. Like Ti said, like give me the receipts. If not, all you're going to do is complain, and people don't want to hear you complain. Okay, because if you're saying that, well, this happens a lot. Well, I'm not. Don't. don't I mean, nope. Don't bring it up. It's like saying I'm not angry, but make sure that you print that I am, am kind of angry. Like he's complaining about it, and these coaches have an opportunity. And yeah, is there an honor among thieves? Okay, sure. But at some point, you can't complain about that. I go back and look at, if I'm not mistaken, there was a. Uh, I remember, you know, hearing stories about how, uh, you know, Mac Brown wanted RG three to transfer from Baylor to Texas back in the day. That, that's kind of tampering mm-hmm. <laughs> at some point, right? Like it happens, and so I have a problem if Jimbo Fisher's going to talk about it. I have a problem if Nick Saban's going to talk about it. If Mac Brown's going to talk about it. If you're going to bring up that there is tampering going on, I'm sick and tired of somebody saying it without bringing out receipts. Bring out the receipts, and then I will care. Until then, you're basically just admitting to everybody that you got outplayed at some point or that you don't like the rules. That And, 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 and that's fine, but don't make me feel bad for you or ba- bad for Drake May of him getting the offer. Everybody should put their name in the transfer portal, Fitz. Uh, well, and part of this comes down to coaches that are trying to create this stigma around kids trying to get theirs where it's like a problem for the sport. I mean, Pitt head coach Pat Narduzzi, this was just tweeted out a couple of mm-hmm. days ago, said on 93.7 The Fan that he's heard two schools offered Drake May $5 million to transfer. Transfer Won't say who, but he knows who. Well, it's gotten out of control, and he says it's going to get worse. It's a sad, sad deal. Well, when you're throwing out these numbers and you're not throwing out any specifics with it, you're A, it's a paper tiger that you're, you're throwing out. It's like, well, there's saying this and I'm hearing that without any specifics in a way that paints it like, oh, everything's out of control that can make you the victim in this process and suddenly try and change the system for students. Like To your point, if Pat Narduzzi were to come out and say, I heard that uh, like I know Alabama offered Drake May $5 million. Now let's deal with that. Anything other than that, and I feel like I'm, I'm watching a news network that's sitting there yelling about what they think somebody thinks politically. Like there, There's no specificity to it and all we're trying to do is create this system that is a, a, a bad guy, and I, I just don't. I don't think the system is flawed. Here's the deal, and 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 I don't think the system is flawed either, right? I would be so hypocritical if I can say I I I make a salary off being the uh, the anchor of the SEC network and working for ESPN and, and covering college football and thinking that kids shouldn't have an opportunity to make money off a of name, image, and likeness. I just can't do it in good faith, right? But at some point, you have to at least say what the issues are. And, and here's the deal. The reason why that none of this is going to change right now, Fitz, is because the schools are loosely affiliated with these with these collectives, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the collectives are almost like this shadow shadowy organization that aren't really affiliated 
affiliated with the school, but kind of affiliated with the school. So they basically can ask the collectives to do their bidding on their behalf. Legitimately, they're bidding by being hands off and going, hey, bro, it wasn't me. It's like when a coach says, well, I haven't talked to X school. Well, I don't nearly curse. Well, of course you have it, right? Your agent sure as hell's talked to them. Okay, so you can have this plausible deniability. That's what the collectives are for. If the coaches are going to come out there, here's what they need to do. They need to come out there because it's the collectives that are offering the money, not necessarily the schools. Just name the collective. If you don't want to throw a coach or you don't want to throw a program after there, it's XYZ Collective said they will give them $7.5 million to come out play tomorrow. Do that, and then we can go out there and start talking about how you fix it because that's when the NCAA will actually truly get involved, and I still don't think they want to get involved whatsoever. Yeah, it's it's a strange world that we live in with college football right now. And between expansion and NIL, all of these different issues, trying to figure out how to separate yourself from everybody else and do it in a way that, that is actually regulated is easier said than done, right? Like, I I actually do sympathize with schools and compliance officers and everybody that's trying to figure out what's within the rules, what's not within the rules. But this system isn't going anywhere. And for me, at some point, what I want is for coaches to stop complaining about it, and then coaches just start being honest about what they're accomplishing and how they're accomplishing. What teams right now, you go back and look at National Signing Day, what teams made kind of big surprises Oregon. in your mind? I mean, Oregon okay. Oregon was outside the top 10. They end up with the number 5 class. So I think that's a bit of a surprise. Outside of that, the rest of what we saw on the top list seems kind of like what we're used to seeing. Miami? One of those teams. I mean, again, we've seen we're seeing some of these teams that haven't been these uber one percent college football programs. Guess what? They're they're starting to make a run. I, I would be surprised if all of a sudden you're seeing what Colorado is going to do with the hype of right. Deion Sanders. How about Matt Rule in Nebraska? Nebraska has one of the best fan bases. Like the fact that they need to make sure that their state laws equal the same as every other state law that's out there right now to be aggressive. If you harness a fan base that cares about your product and nobody cares about their product, maybe more so than Nebraska Cornhuskers. I mean, they're selling out that place when it was a god awful product. That's a situation where if I'm Matt Rule, the first thing I do is like, how aggressive can we get on there? And 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 you already have the pedigree, and and at the end of the day, you are going to be able to siphon off some kids. And guess what? It's not really going to hurt the Alabamas of the world. It really truly isn't, because at that point, they're not going to grab a kid only because he wants nil money. They're grabbing the right player for their program, and they've already put themselves up to that echelon. Yeah, and it's such an interesting part of this because realistically if schools want to invest in college football and players want to be invested in for college athletes there is now opportunity for everybody to win and and that's true like at some level there's opportunity for everybody to control their own destiny there's opportunities for quarterbacks and wide receivers and offensive linemen to go out and and control some of their own destiny as they figure out what they're comfortable with and where they want to go and there's opportunities for schools to say we want to invest in football this year Miami being a great example we're going to make sure that we do something name image likeness that's creative that other schools will copy and try and study I mean there's opportunity for everybody to control their own destiny in a way that we haven't ever seen above board before and and what happens once a quarterback gets so much money in name, image, and likeness that they control their own destiny when it comes to the NFL draft? I don't think we're very far away from that happening as well. We will answer that question next, actually. I know we're going to do a little stat packet, too, but there's one quarterback in college football that got paid so much that it could actually change the future of the NFL draft. We'll tell you a little bit about it next. It's Martin Hahn on ESPN Radio. Peter Burns, Jason Fitz in for the guys. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills 
your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Bart and Han. Bart and Han on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Peter Burns, Jason Fitz in for the guys. Shameless plug. Fitz and Harry starts January 3rd in the same time slot. Hope you'll come hang out with me and Harry Douglas every single weekday as we get ready for the holidays. So we were just talking about name, image, likeness. And Bernsey, I talked to somebody recently that uh, is part of a collective uh, that works with one particular school. And they made a uh, an attempt to go in and recruit Arch Manning. Not recently, actually. They made an attempt to go in and recruit him. When they walked in okay. the door, they were told the price. And uh, the price would be on par with many starting quarterbacks in the NFL per year on what it was going to take. And this buddy told me two years ago, Arch is going to Texas because they found out the price that Texas was offering. Now we find out on signing day, Arch went to Texas. Not a big surprise to me, but it is an interesting statement because if Arch is out here making the NFL-type money while he's playing at Texas, that changes the game entirely. I, well, it changes the game entirely because now, let's say that Arch Manning lives up to this hype, right, as being this balleted, uh, you know, incredible star. And all of a sudden, if he becomes this Trevor Lawrence-type caliber player, Fitz here, are we ever going to get to a point where or an Arch Manning would say, after three years of college, saying, you know what, I want to play for these three teams, these three coaches, these three offenses, these three offensive lines. This is where I want to play. I got enough money in the bank. Don't even try to sign me. I don't care if I go one. I don't care if I go five. I don't care if I go 12 in the draft. I already have money in the bank. I'm coming from a comfortable situation. Will that happen? I can take it even one step further, though. At some point, at what point are the college student-athletes, if this gets really out of control, going to sue the NCAA and say, why do you limit my amount of eligibility that I can have? Right? Oh my God, I never thought of that. Why could you not just say, you know what, why, am I, why are you holding me to five years of eligibility? Okay, Why can I not go and continue to be this guy? Like Johnny Manziel, I never thought was going to be a good NFL quarterback. Johnny Manziel, in the name of name, image, and likeness right now, I mean, listen, they put a half a billion dollars into Texas A&M's football facilities because of Johnny Football, okay? And so could you ever get to a point where they're like, listen, I'm good here. 
Like how how like that's when you get super crazy when you think of what directions name, image, and likeness could traditionally go. And the NCAA is, has this back up against the wall right now, which raises then a, a strange question about could a, a player get to the point where they declare for the draft? They don't like where they're drafted. They go back to college. I mean, will will players then start? To legally look for avenues to do that, especially when you've got uh, labor boards deciding that, that there's at least an opening for the conversation about unionization of college football players. So it, it, this is it's a wild turn to take in all of this. And I love empowerment. Let me say that I, I love mm-hmm. player empowerment. I love the opportunity for players to earn money. But the expectations are going to change and it's going to change the way college football is seen, consumed. It's going to change the level of patience around certain coaches. Not that there's already a ton. It's going to change. Uh, these collectives are going to change their expectations of what they think. I mean, in a transfer portal year, you no longer get to recruit and then say, well, my class is going to be in in three. Uh-uh. Nope. No, you go in. You got to win right now. Lincoln Riley, right? I think Lincoln Riley's handled this great. Uh, obviously, he went out there, he got Jordan Addison, he got Caleb Williams, boom. They were a game away from being in the college football playoff in year one off of a 4-8 and eight season. But you know how he handled NIL yesterday? He was asked about it. Did you lose some guys to tampering the NIL? And he goes, yeah. But guess what? That's just the way the game is played right now, and I'm going to continue to do it the way I, I know, and they're going to play well. And guess what? That's exactly the way you handle it, not complain to the media that people are tampering about it one way or another. Yeah, that, that comes back to this process of what I want are the smartest minds in the NCAA and in college football to, instead of standing at the podium and complaining about it, to figure out how to work the system in a way that's reasonable for everybody and figure out how to mm-hmm. deal with the new system that we have. Uh, Peter Burns, you're going to be on radio tomorrow, right? You're going to be from three to seven uh, and eight to eleven uh, early uh, with Chris Budden as well too. I got a lot of radio coming up tomorrow. Look at Looking you! You are you are doing God's work tomorrow. Uh, and, and go ahead, Jets or Jags tonight? Uh, J- Jags. I'm going Jags. No, you almost said Jets. You wanted to say Jets, I did. didn't you? I didn't. What about you? Give me Trevor Lawrence. I'm pulling. I'm pulling for the story. I want to see Trevor Lawrence continue to win. Oh, that, I, I'm. I, I don't think you're wrong about that. All right, hang out with me. I'll be back right here tomorrow. In the meantime, Kenny and Carlin is next. Arch, Archie, Peyton, and Eli Manning all joining them for the entire show. You don't want to miss it. We're hanging out on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Barton Hahn Podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen and watch the guys on the ESPN app. This is the Barton Hahn Podcast.